Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Leads customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now, on to our show with your host, Peter Mingle. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. Thanks for listening to Building Fortunes Radio. We are here with a special guest. Her name is Chris Molinari, and every Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, or 5 o'clock, rather, p.m. Eastern time, I get a chance to do a Building Fortunes Radio show call uh, with my good friend Chris. I'm going to be the one who's definitely soft-spoken on this radio show because on Sunday uh, this previous week, I was not thinking, and I fell into my pool, and that might be hard to do if you think you have an an above-the-ground pool, but I fell in the the in-the-ground pool, which was filled with water, of course, Um, but I cracked three ribs on my left-hand side. So since Sunday night, I've been kind of nursing three broken ribs, which is really tough to do if you're trying to talk in long, extended purposes because I have to breathe to be able to speak. So with the cracked ribs, I'm a little bit short of breath, but we feel okay as long as we're sitting down and on the phone which makes it a wonderful opportunity to continue to be able to build a fortune on Building Fortunes Radio. So if you're listening in, make sure you go to www.buildingfortunesradio.com. So buildingfortunesradio.com, and then go to the Building Fortune section, as well as take a look at some of the other segments that we've done. We've had the segments with Citizens for Health with Jim Turner. We've had the Citizens, I'm sorry, we've had the other segments with uh, Dr. Jerry Brown, Harshman Travel is going to be another great one tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And then Chris Molinari has picked up another show that we'll be doing on Thursdays, um, which is going to be on Power Players. So on that note, Chris, thanks for being here on our radio show. Thank you, and thank. I'm sorry you're feeling so bad, and I hope you're feeling better sooner. Yep, time will tell. All right. All right, today we're going to kind of talk about two separate things, but they all relate to the same thing. Um, One is, of course, the most important thing when you're uh, working a home business, whether it be network marketing or anything else. And uh, communication is very important because if you can't communicate and get your message across, then people aren't going to understand what you're talking about. And sometimes it's important to understand a little bit about assertive communication uh, because that skill is very important. And uh, being assertive, not aggressive, you don't want to be aggressive. And, you know, I've I've actually had what I call people that are, you know, and, and Peter, I know you've heard, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You say, you know, a lot of these gurus that, um, you know, do seminars all around the country or whatever, um, and webinars, and they make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. And they train other people how to do things that, that they don't normally do, like sales. But, uh, you know, uh, who is who is that guy? Robert Allen. Um, Robert Allen was huge in, like, the 80s, and I guess he's still around. But uh, at the time that I first heard about him, uh, fr- because it was from my, my – uh, partner uh he went to a robert allen home selling sell you know how to sell homes with no money down seminar and it was five thousand dollars and i just thought it was absolutely insane but this this was after i met him he'd already been you know had already started the course and paid part of the money but i started looking into robert allen and 
he hadn't sold that many houses, but he wrote a book on how to sell houses with no money down. And so he started going around and giving seminars, and he started making a lot of money. And a few of these, quote-unquote, heavy hitters or gurus or whatever, I've talked to some of them. Uh, I was talking to one who actually I know pretty well, and he gives a seminar or webinars or personal coaching on success, et cetera, et cetera. But he's what I call assertive. He's the kind of person that, uh, you know, he'll say, okay, it's $5,000 to work with me. Um, And then if you say, but actually at this moment, $5,000 isn't within my range of what I could afford. You know, this was quite a few years ago. But still, um, his comeback at me was, uh, well, you, do you want to be successful, or you know, if you if you if it's important enough to you, you'll find the money. And to me, that's kind of in your face. And a lot of people truly want to be successful; they have a desire to be successful. But if five thousand dollars is not within their reach at the moment, and they have no way of getting it, they don't have a credit card, or they don't have a wealthy family member or someone willing to give them five thousand dollars. Um, I, I believe that, you know, if I were that other person, that quote unquote assertive guru trainer guy, I would have said, all right, let's figure out a way that we can do this for you. Um, how about if we spread it out over six months or a year or whatever? But he was, he was so in your face and making it sound like, oh, you're a loser if you don't do this and you're just making excuses. And it totally turned me off. I mean, absolutely turned me off. And I thought, you know, if I had the money or could come up with the money, I certainly wouldn't train with you, even though he's still sort of a friend, you know, but I don't have that much communication with him. But anyway... So having assertive could, could I chime in on that just for, Hey, Chris, can sure, I chime in ahead. on just that for a second? You know, it's yeah. really just a, an effective way of identifying a communication or I'm going to call it a negotiation strategy. Here's why that works for some people, and here's why it doesn't work for others. What he did basically was he bullied or was trying to bully you into uh, finding the $5,000. Now, he doesn't know anything about you. He doesn't know anything about you, maybe. And I'm just using this as a technique, not your specific situation. So let's take it away from Chris Molinari, because let's identify the technique for those people who have been on the other side of the technique or use that technique. What they're really doing is they're trying to find out how many people will this work for. If I bully a certain amount of people and I say, well, you'll go out there and find the money, it's kind of poking you in the chest. By the way, it still has nothing to do with the value of his program. His, value, his program could be worthwhile or worthless. It doesn't matter. We're talking about the negotiation style. So of, of saying to somebody, well, I, geez, I thought you were sharper than that, or if you really wanted it, you'd find the money. That works for a certain level of people, for those people to make that decision that way. It would be totally, and again, has no relevance. Here's the most important part I'm going to say. As even if you were the, the person says, oh, okay, I'll go find it. I'll use that credit card that I wasn't using, or I'll go find it. I'll borrow $5,000 from my mother-in-law, or I'll go borrow, do what, I'll do whatever it has to take. That still doesn't mean that that person who make that decision is going to get a valuable product. It's just that they succumbed. I'm using that technique. They succumbed to being vulnerable to that technique. For me personally, when I look at things like that, again, it depends on the context, 
many times I look at people like, I'm going to use his name, if that's the person who used it, the Robert Allens of the world, as saying, you know what, you're bullying people, you're finding the, the vulnerable people, because not all those people that succumb to your bullying technique will really get the value of your product, which really puts you in my box of a con man in that example. So because they used a bullying technique to get somebody in doesn't necessarily mean their product or their service was worthwhile. And here's what we find. These con men, and I use the term con men specifically because they are conning other people. Many times a lot of people take their product or service. It doesn't work for them. It's really not worth the $5,000. They just were pompous enough to justify the I'm worth $5,000 price tag because they think or somebody told them it's worth it, they are worth it, they gave them a false level of self-confidence and a false level of promotion, and some people feel that way. So everything that I just said is completely negative, has nothing to do with anything positive, but it has really to do with identifying that technique as being a predatory technique most of the times that it's used, and most of the times that it's used, it's used by salesmen that are selling their BS product line. Going to switch the story. You, um, you, you need an operation. The surgeon says for you, um, now you need this operation to live. The surgeon says to you, well, Peter, I know you don't have the $5,000, but you better find it. You better find it somewhere. If you want to live, you better find it somewhere. And then that's a different technique used by someone who really meant it. Like, no, if you don't find it, you're going to die. So a horrible example, but if you don't find that 5000 bucks, you're not going to be able to live on this planet. Totally different technique used for effectiveness by either the con man or the surgeon in this example. So I just want to kind of yell it out there, identify it out there for all those people that might be listening in that are nice and maybe not educated. Identify the technique to see if it's pure or not. And I'll tell you 99 out of 100 times that it's coming out of the mouth of a salesman, that I've heard in our industry, you're being conned. So the best thing for you to do is tell the guy to go F himself, hang up the phone, and let him move on to somebody else who's going to try that process. Not a very kind word for me to say, but that's reality the way I feel about those types of people because very rarely do they give a product that really qualifies for that valuable service. So, Chris, Exactly. I totally agree. And and I also think it has a lot to do with – you know, trying to shame the other person into, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, then, you know, he's going to think I'm a loser. Or a if I technique. don't do this, then, you know, I feel like I'm kind of worthless or, right. you know, and, and that's, that's what I think. That's manipulation. And you don't want to be manipulated and you don't want to be a manipulator, you know, because it never works out. And, and the people that you work with on your team are always going to think, that you manipulated them. And then if they don't make money, then they're really going to know that, and they're not going to like you at all, you know. And you, what you want to do truly is find out what someone wants and then figure out, you know, this is, I've said this before, figure out how to get it, get it for them or give it to them or help them get it. And, you know, if that's a $500 a month income or whatever, and, and you, you know, absolutely start off telling them, look, you know, I can't promise you a $500 a month income, you know, your first month or even your second month. You know, let's give it six months. Uh, 
the the main thing that we want to do now is, you know, like in, a, in an MLM, is make sure that we can cover your initial outlay first, and then, you know, if you have an auto ship, as as we've talked before, get that covered. And so that's what you really want to do is you never want to oversell something, and you never want to make people think that, you know, I keep getting these doggone calls, Peter, and I've opted out and pressed nine so many times. Stop what you're doing. How would you like to make $9,000 in the next week? You know, I always hang up. And but, and the problem is that they keep, you know, you have to stay on the phone long enough to get to where it says press nine, you know, because it, you're not off their, off their list if you don't do that. So I'll get back to assertiveness techniques. So we've covered those people that we don't want to talk to, and, and that's aggressive, and that was a point I was trying to make. Another example of assertive communication is asking questions, and that's what we were talking about. Um, people that are afraid or intimidated would really, you know, just kind of more likely nod their heads and accept their fate. Assertive individuals, however, they're not afraid to raise a question or two. Um, you know, if you're at a meeting or, you know, webinar and, and, and it's a smaller webinar where they're taking questions, ask questions. You know, don't be rude and don't make the person sound stupid uh, or that you're, you know, accusing them of something. But ask questions. Don't just, you know, again, bow your head and accept your fate. Um, ask a question or two if it would help you understand the situation or get their message better. And asking stupid questions is only are only going to get you in trouble, so make sure you take notes and listen effectively so you won't miss any basic detail of what they're talking about. And another assertive technique is believe in yourself. Uh, you know, one of the most important things in assertive uh, communication skills is believing in yourself. And you don't have to tell yourself that you're the best speaker on your team or the best salesperson, unless you are. Uh, just start with telling yourself that you know you're going to do your best and however other people take it, at least you don't have any regrets because you didn't, you know, belittle them or make them feel bad about themselves. And this, you know, might be a lot to remember, but instilling self-confidence is really important. You want to make the people that you work with feel important. And try some of these assertive techniques at home in front of a mirror. I know that sounds silly, but when you're talking on the phone, even though the person can't see you, um, or if you're on Skype, you might want to do that so that you can kind of study your facial expressions and, and the tone of your voice and familiarize yourself with the concept of using I, which is an a, a, a assertive thing, instead of using you all the time, um, because you is kind of uh, in your face, you know, like you, 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 you know, people think, oh, they're they're saying there's something wrong with me. But so if you use I, like this is how I, what I learned about this, you know, I understand how you feel, but let me tell you what I found out. You know, that's a kind of a good way uh, if. You know, someone says something negative about what you're talking about, and you can say, you know what, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I understand how you feel, but let me tell you what I found out after I looked into it. So familiarize yourself with the concept of using I and asking questions, and that can help you adjust to the idea of being a little more assertive. And Peter, why don't we just take a little break, and then we'll come back and finish up. We sure will be right, right back. Thanks for listening to Building Fortunes Radio. If you sell a product or build a sales force, you should check out PM Marketing and Network Leads. Visit www.networkleads.com. 
For over 16 years, PM Marketing has helped distributors build home-based businesses through lead generation, website development, automated email delivery systems, and sales training. If you're looking for a way to increase your skills and increase the number of people that see your product or opportunity, Network Leads can help. To learn more, visit NetworkLeads.com or call 386-385-8679. That's 386-385-8679. Ask about their lead management system, capture pages, personalized websites, training, humongous blogs, the humongous classified ad network, or their webinar schedule. NetworkLeads.com can be your one-stop shop for everything you need. Now, back to the Building Fortunes radio show. And Peter Mingles here. You're listening to me, Peter Mingles, and Chris Molinari on Building Fortunes Radio. If you go to www.buildingfortunesradio.com, you'll be able to hear the other and previous interesting radio shows that we've done here on Building Fortunes, but you'll also be able to check out the things we did on all the other shows as well, and you'll see that we expand our business every single week to have more and more and more shows. So, Chris, thanks for being here, and I'll let you finish. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of going to move into another area, which is uh, trial closing. Um, When you're attempting to close uh, a new recruit or make a sale of your product or whatever, um, it's a good thing to do a little bit of trial closing first, unless they immediately say yes, you know, after they've looked at the videos and uh, watched you know, watch the videos on your website and and gone through your website and listen to a presentation, listen to an opportunity call or whatever, but you still haven't gotten them to sign up yet, you can kind of start, you know, going through trial closing. And basically what trial closing is is simply checking with the prospect to kind of get their opinion. And people like that. People like you to want to know what they think. And this kind of differs from actual closing as the goal is really just to get feedback and kind of some information, and it's not really intended to get their final decision, although a lot of times if you're doing some trial closing, you get them to make a decision. So basically the goal is to kind of get some information, identify if the prospect is on board and kind of moving in the same direction as you are. And this can be done to identify sort of the path forward in terms of you know, what are your challenges and opportunities to close this person and get them to join your company or uh, purchase your product? And when is it important to use uh, this and, you know, this trial closing method? And basically you want to improve your sales effectiveness. effectiveness. And, you know, closing someone is a sale. You know, if you, uh, I mean, as far as them becoming a recruit, that's closing. Uh, because you are closing them, and it basically is a sale because you're closing them to join your business. Or if it's a, a con- customer, um, then you're closing them to make, to buy your product. And so it can be helpful all the way through the whole process. Um, and if if this can be viewed as a check-in or kind of gathering opinion, then it's reasonable to use this uh, effective tactic during and at the end of every every single. Uh, let's say, meeting or conversation that you have with your prospect. And some of the examples of trial closing uh, would be asking the the question, uh, so what do you think of what we've discussed so far? And then WFA, wait for answer. And get them to tell you what they think about it. And um, what are your feelings 
about what we just discussed or what I what I showed you? Um, how do you feel about the the product or the the system that we have? And wait for them to answer and let them talk as much as they want because you want to know what they are thinking and they actually want you to know what they're thinking. And then that will also help you in understanding what to say next. Um, now, do you want to continue forward with uh, going over this? I mean, have, have, have I given you enough information or do you need more information? And so then, again, let them talk. And so where do you want to go from here? Do you want to get signed up today um, do you still need more information or whatever? And some of the benefits of trial closing are um, the kind of the main benefit is that it gives the, the salesperson, and you know what? Some people say I don't like sales, but you are a salesperson. But it gives you a lot of valuable information on what's going on in their head. And this process can really help a person understand what your prospect's perception is and it, whatever challenges or anything is in the way. And by having this additional information, um, the salesperson or you, whomever, um, are going to be able to execute better in several key areas. You know, by qualifying that person, you know, you're going to find out all the information you need on are they going to be able to qualify uh, by are they going to have enough money to join the business? Are they going to have enough money to buy leads or uh, market, the, market the product or market your business? Because you can join a business, but if you don't know how to market it and you don't have any money to market, you're kind of in a mess because, uh, you know, it's been done. I mean, years and years and years and years ago when I was in another company, there was a story of this mother who had like four kids, and Peter <laughs> – to tell you how old this is, this is before we had computers to use and all of that. Oh, my gosh. That was a long time ago. But this woman was so uh, focused and really wanted success so much, she walked her neighborhoods. She'd get on buses, and she'd take her kids with her, four kids. And she would go knock on doors because, you know, at the time there still were a lot of times mothers at home. And so she would walk the streets to put her kids on the bus, walk around and knock on doors. And she did that until she didn't need to do that anymore. And then she could get a babysitter for her kids. And then she was able to buy a car. And I mean, just on and on and on. And, and that's tough. I don't know too many people that could do that. And I don't think I could do it. And in this day and age, because we have the computer, we don't have to do that. But by asking trial questions and having important information from your prospect, you're going to be able to kind of move them down the road and get them to focus on the key areas where, you know, their their attention needs to be placed. And that can help ensure that your message and the way you execute the sales process is tight and aligned with what you need to say and that way you can stay ahead of the, co the competition because you're becoming a good recruiter. And there's a lot of times there's a cost in not asking trial questions. And the main risk for not trial closing during the sales cycle is that a, a person, you, might not know exactly how your prospect feels. And this could create the probability of wasting your time on unqualified people. Um, what did they used to call it, Peter? Um, oh, 
serious or curious? You want to know if that person is serious. Are they really, really interested in a home-based business, or are they just curious and just shopping around, you know? And you don't want to, you know, you you want to give people as much time as possible to, you know, help them find out what they want. But if they're just shopping you and, you know, going from MLM to MLM or network marketing company, same thing, uh, business to business trying to find what they want. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but don't let people waste your time. You know, find out if they're and, – and the really good way of finding out is will they get on that first opportunity call? Will they get on the call? That's the first uh, kind of notation that you can put in your head that they're interested. They showed up. Now, you know, what I used to do or, or would do um, if I were – actively working in a network marketing company at this moment um, would be to say, you know, give them a call. And and when you're, when you're calling them about the opportunity call, you want to say, okay, the call is going to be <clears throat> at 7 o'clock on Tuesday evening, so I'm going to call you about 10 minutes early, and then um, what I'll do is three-way you in. That way you're assured that that person is going to be on that call. Or if they say, well, I don't want to be three-wayed in or whatever, I'll be on the call. If they show up, then you know that they're interested. And that's the very first thing. Will they show up for the opportunity call? Okay, so they show up for the opportunity call. Now are they going to do a three-way call with your upline? A lot of companies still do that. Some do, some don't. But get them, get them on, the call, on the call with your, you know, a three-way call with your upline. And then let your upline, you know, you want to, Elevate your upline. You know, you tell your prospect how great they are. You know, you don't have to fluff it up, but if they're doing really well, you want to tell them that. Hey, I'm going to introduce you to somebody who's really successful in the business, and they're going to be available for you. You know, don't please don't take advantage of it, but they will be available for you, and they'll do three-way calls with you if I'm not available. And, okay, so you've gone another step. And then the next one is, if you can, introduce them to somebody that's even bigger, you know, in your upline. And every now and then, they might even help that person. But you want to walk them down through each step from the however many contacts it takes to get them on the opportunity calls to getting them on a three-way call with your upline, to closing them, signing them up, and then get them engaged in the training that your company usually offers. Um, And every company that I know now, they have not only the opportunity calls, but let's say it's a nutritional company. I've mentioned this before. They'll have like a doctor or someone that comes on and talks about uh, what's different about their nutritional product than somebody else's. And so you want them to get on that because they need to lo- learn the product. And then another one would be, um, you know, how to contact people. You know, there will be people that are experts at cold calling and, and, and or calling leads, and you can get them on the call with them, you know, listening to them do uh, contact people. And then, you know, the third is closing, which is very important. And, you know, there's – a myriad of things that companies do now to make sure that people learn how to do the business. Because if you don't learn how to do the business, then you're you're not going to be successful. Um, Peter, do you have anything you want to throw in, and just in the last minute or so? Nope. With or the last exception, of saying we have one minute left. 
the interesting thing is it's just to identify these different techniques. And I think uh, one of the decision, one of the things that people have to realize is that they help their person who's looking at this make a decision, but make a decision for the right reasons as opposed to the way we started off the call, making a decision because they were bullied into one based on some technique. So, Chris, we have 30 seconds for you to wrap it up, and then we're done. All right. Well, just to wrap it up, um, just kind of – if you don't know how to communicate, you learn to, need to learn to do that, and you need to learn how to close. And so um, there's going to be someone in your company that knows how to do those things. So uh, hang out with the best people in your company and learn how to do the business, and you should have success. So thank you for being with us on the call. And, Peter, thank you so much, and I enjoy our Fridays. See you next week. Okay, bye for now. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Building Fortunes Radio Show on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. 